Today we're joined here by Michael McNabb, founding MD of McNabb Construction. Great story. You can really pick up, I guess, Michael's passion and energy for the industry, uh, the people that work uh, with and for him. So I think uh, you guys will get a lot from that. I think it's a, it's a business that's grown from very humble beginnings to now become a significant company with a bright future. So I think you'll get some great takeaways about the the DNA or the backstory further to where they're going as an organisation. So I think you'll really enjoy the uh, the podcast with Michael today. So thanks for joining us. Michael, thanks for joining us here today. Good to see you, uh, looking Sean. forward to unpacking the story. Uh, I know a little bit about it, but it'll be good to go into a bit more detail. But um, maybe we can sort of start from the beginning. Uh, where did McNabb start? Uh, how did it come about? And can you tell us a bit about your first company vehicle? Absolutely. Happy to talk about that. <laughs> Look, it came about from the fact that I was made, um, or the business I was working for went, went into receivership, so I didn't have a job. So it was either take a job or start a business. So there was no grand plan at that point. And, and yeah, my first company vehicle was lent to me as part of a package with my first customer. <laughs> so I was very fortunate. My first customer was a car dealer. And um, 21 years later, we built a Bunnings for him. So that was a really nice story. And he remains a really good friend of mine to this day. So that's that's how we kicked off. No grand plan at all. <laughs> and uh, what you year was that and where was it? In Toowoomba, the Ides of March 1996. I was made um, redundant or sacked or whatever by the receiver and uh, literally within a few weeks I'd sort of licensed myself and got rolling and fortunately I had a bit of local goodwill in Toowoomba as a person and and kicked off with a couple of very small projects and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So that's probably a good segue. Uh, Fast forward to where we are today. Mm. Uh, Give us an overview of the size of the business, the nature of the business, where it's basically, uh, you know, grown to and and I understand just a bit of data. In uh, 2018, you were ranked uh, 188 in terms of Australia's top private companies, which is a an amazing feat, and maybe uh, you know, maybe something for me to aspire to and others, no doubt. But uh, also understand you've got a, a company plane there as well, which is pretty cool. Sort of maybe a sign of look the of company. The company plane <laughs> was uh, the company plane was very much about the work we did in the Surat Basin and the gas, and yes. we'd we'd, FIFO, we'd send our FIFO guys out in the plane because it was just way better on their health, mental health, not Absolutely. being in a car for seven hours at a plane for an hour. Absolutely, uh, we've kept the plane, but it's very much a glorified. Use. <laughs> I, I don't tend to use it as a plane. But, uh, yeah, look, it it still works for our guys. We do a lot of work in regional Queensland. It uh, beats the hell out of driving for days on end if you can jump on a plane. Absolutely. Now, it shows you care for your staff and and whatnot. But uh, And and the business in terms of where it is today, what's the headcount? Yeah, we're employing 280, 290-ish at the minute. Um, Look, the fin year we're in now, I'll stand corrected, but around the 380, 390 mark in 380, 390 million in turnover, the fin year we're finishing up on now. Yeah, which is fantastic based on on the, the humble beginnings for sure. So um, just give us a bit of detail now about the parts of the market uh, you focus on and, and what does a typical sort of project size yeah. look like to McNair's? Look, flexibility, we, it's something we measure all the time, you know, percentage of profit in that sector, this sector, that sector. And what we've discovered is it's very much around our customers. It's not so much market sector. I mean, we're not naive to the market. I mean, you know, we follow where markets are going. I mean, we've had a a medium-rise resi bubble and slow down. We're fortunate we've got some really good repeat customers in that sector who will build through the cycles. But I mean, we do industrial, we do residential, we do schools, we do university work, we do food work. So we're very much a customer-focused business versus a sector-focused Focus business, mm-hmm. and you know, sitting in southeast Queensland, it's it's you know four four and a half million people. 
it's um, there's some nice sectors at, at play there. So we, we do a bit of both. It's mm-hmm. not so much sector focused for us. And it sounds like you've got some great diversity within that, which is which is great, um, as opposed to being leveraged to any sort of one particular sector. But uh, a stat that I was sort of uh, impressed about was that uh, a lot of your businesses repeat. In fact, uh, 85%, which is pretty remarkable in a competitive landscape that is construction. I mean, if you were to put your humbleness uh, head on. Why do you think that? Um, why do you think customers choose to partner with you, you guys, over and over again? It's it really is our people, and it's it's a it's just some simple ethos is when you work at McNabb. We I expect you to be solution focused. I expect you to make a buck. By the way, that's really really important yeah, in business. Yeah, we yeah, need to make yeah. a buck, but I expect you to put your customers first and foremost. And you know, our industry can be adversarial, it can be A and B, and look, we get there as well. But the important piece is our customers are put, you know, front and foremost. And it's not about the building, it's about what the customer really, really wants. And that's sometimes hard to divorce from. So, um, you know, we, we have a great customer cohort. And I, I've got to say, you know, it's 27 live projects at the moment, and I probably know 25 of those people, and they're good people. They're, you know, uh, one of the things that you know, it's important to me is that profile of our customer and their ethics, how they operate. Um, you know, those, those things I've learnt, learnt the hard way to, that they're the yeah. sorts of people you want to work for. Yeah. And, and I mean, just picking up from that, very customer centric, but I think the thing that I've picked up from yourself over the years is uh, you enjoy that relationship with the customer. Yeah. You, you enjoy sort of getting to know them and, and providing a solution that works for them. But, and I think oh, just taking that a step further in terms of being people centric, I think the other thing you get a lot of energy from. From is dealing with key staff or bringing new staff to your business. That's something you particularly enjoy. Yeah, look, I mean, um, certainly some of my my customers I regard as great mates these days. You know, we have a, a very clear business relationship, but I'll have a beer with them any days. They become part of the family, so to speak. And, you know, people ask me this question, I'll answer it. You know, what's your favourite building? I don't have a favourite building. I have a favourite bunch of customers and the staff piece. I, I do get energy from um, seeing a cadet do something for the first time and, you know, I catch up with our cadets and apprentices on a relatively formal basis through the year and um, we set little tasks for them and, and I just love the energy of the next meeting them or wanting to tell me what they've done and how they've done it and um, these guys are going to run the place better than I can in, in 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Now, and speaking to Michael, your HR manager, he remarked on the fact that uh, after all these years, you appear to be as energetic and passionate as ever, um, which is uh, which is great and he's sort of seen that as a, a real contagious sort of factor across the business. Yeah, look, gosh, gosh forbid, we've been, been around for a few years and there's, there's years, I mean, to anyone who's in business, there's years where you do it a little tougher and and um, I have to say I'm energised at the moment. I'm trying to do less hours than I used to perhaps because uh, at my age the energy levels <laughs> only have a that, limit. Yeah. But, um, um, you know, I, I do enjoy running the business and um, and I've got a bunch of really good managers who, who really run the place and, and uh, I rock up and and do what I like to do usually. And that's probably a good uh, good opportunity to sort of step into this next uh, question. Uh, from my point of view, um, there seems to be a real sort of family feel to the business and certainly a real sense of you valuing your people. We've sort of touched on that a little mm. bit today. Uh, how important is culture in your eyes? And I guess just on the back of that, how would you define your McNabb culture. Yeah. Look, again, when you start a business, you probably don't really – well, I didn't understand what culture meant and the power of culture. And then all of a sudden you work out that we've got a way of doing things and 
now look, you know, it's it's largely one of my main roles is to make sure that culture is inculcated through every level of the business and people really, really get what it means. And, um, you know, I do this thing about new starters sometime in the first four to eight weeks. I have a very formal induction process in our business. It lasts for three to four days. But then I'll sit down for one and a half to two and a half hours with every new staff member and talk about the stories of McNabb, you know, the, the the stuff ups the great victories the and trying to get that that culture through as a story um and when people get it it's just so it's they just they're just on turbos um the technical piece just they just get dragged along so yeah yeah no i think that's fantastic obviously you do a, a great job of that uh, how would you how would you sort of describe that the culture and i know one of your values is an interesting one maybe you can touch on that um You've got your five values, yeah. I understand, but yeah. one of them is uh, response able. able. So keen to sort of unpack, you know, the culture and, and what does that value mean? Response able is about the fact that um, and the easiest way to explain is to go to the <laughs> negative side of response able. Then I'll go to the positive side of it. I, I really want you to own up to everything you are. Um, we spend a lot of time on leadership training, good, bad, and ugly, really properly understanding yourself. But when you're responsible, you know that perhaps you've not performed as well as you can on a day. Just own it. Just be, you know, let everyone else know. More importantly, when you're doing a really bloody good job, um, you're responsible for your outcomes and you should be prepared to pat yourself on the back and own the fact that you're you're good at what you do. Um, You know, we've got a value of care. We've got a value of safety, um, growth in there as well. And, and, and you need to be responsible for all of those things. Oh, you need to be responsible. You need, you need to be the best you you can be. Um, Michael, my HR manager, will probably shoot me because I'm not great at articulating. <laughs> I know, I know I, I'm better on a one-on-one scenario with it, but they're the sorts of things we're looking for. Really own who you are, and, and that's challenging for us. I mean, we're all good, bad, and ugly, yeah. and uh, some of us are good at owning the good, some yeah. of us owning the bad, but I want you to own everything, and, and it's way more fun when you're operating in that environment. You know, Michael certainly touched on the fact that you – you back, you back people, and yeah. I think part of backing people is empowering them, but also them taking ownership and being accountable for yeah. their futures. I yeah. think I think they picked that up, and he he certainly evidence of that. He noted that that you tend to back smart young people, and you believe in them and give them that opportunity. Maybe in some cases get opportunities to do things they wouldn't get to normally do in other organisations. That's true. I mean, some of our cadets that we've got at the moment, they're just so smart, mm. and all we need to do is just guide them, mm. and uh, they'll be doing a better job than we are at the moment. But I'm sure in five years or ten years' time. No, well, something's working over there. It seems like you've got a great culture. So kudos to you guys. Um, what do you What do you think people, other than what we've touched on already, enjoy working for McNabb? I mean, what attracts and retains people uh, to McNabb, in your opinion? Look, I mean, it is a bit cliched, but we like to have fun at McNabb. We we hold you accountable. We. You know, if I look back on our stats this year, we've we, there's been quite a few people leave the business, but we've push that um we won't accept um mediocre yep and um we really want and sometimes those people uh, it's just they don't it's not their fault they just don't fit how the way we want to operate yep. so when you end up in McNab, we've we spent a lot of time usually interviewing and sometimes in the market we're a little bit we're known to be a bit tough to get on board with but it's really important to us that we understand you clearly that you fit into a McNab way um not that's the best way don't hear that it's it's the way we do things mm-hmm. and um you are autonomous but we hold you very accountable mm-hmm. we expect I, I expect you to be mm-hmm. bloody good at your job i expect you to perform um i don't want you working 100 hours a week you know 
work life's maybe a bit a, a bit cliche these days as well but i expect you to have fun i expect you to want to come to work i talk about the uh, friday bar combo mm-hmm. there's three people sitting at the bar how's your week this week mm-hmm. if you want to bleed about our business mm-hmm. come and talk to us first and mm-hmm. go what can we do to approve it yeah. um i don't want you to sit at the friday bar and say god forbid isn't it fun well i prefer that but you know, I really want you to be passionate about working at McNabb. Mm-hmm. And I think that just rubs off on people and, and when people see that and it works for them, that's that's how we attract people. Yeah, no, I and mean, it seems like you've got a really open culture and promote that uh, open dialogue. But um, just in preparation for the, the chat today, I looked at uh, some of your exec team, um, but what uh, shone through there was just the longevity. There's yeah. a lot of people that have been there a very, long, very long time. Very, very fortunate. So. You know, I've got a heap of 10 years and the guys report to me and it, it's, it's not really about management. It's about just, hey, guys, what are we up to? It's a bit of a chat and there's – it's so intuitive of how we run the place, so which is I'm very fortunate for that. And, and I think that says something because obviously the business evolved a lot in that time, yeah. so they're still with you, which is great. But the the landscape over that time has been pretty busy at different times, so there's been a lot of competition for talent. So there would have been plenty of opportunities for these guys and girls oh, to sure. go elsewhere, yeah. arguably. And, and the other the other challenge is that when you're with a group of people for a long time and business is changing, are we up for the leadership training? Are we up for the changes? Because some people, you know, there, there has been people who have had to leave us on the journey because they weren't up for the next step the guys have got with me guys and girls have got with me now being able to keep that pace up which is also you know credit to a lot of our staff and how they've managed their own leadership training absolutely just sort of wanted to jump in maybe to a Mm. few personal questions here so uh yeah the first one uh, i'll fire at you is what do you look for in people uh that you work with or, or for you I actually, I actually need to like you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Think that's important. <laughs> that um, we well, spend so much time together, right? Yeah, you do, you do. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the guys know when I'm an interview after about three or four minutes. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm out He's of here. He's tuned out. I'm, I'm tuned out. And, and you know that possibly that gut instinct thing mm. hasn't worked wonderfully all the time. But mm. you need you need to be able to grab me, grab my attention, argue with me, tell me that it's a dumb idea because that's really cool. Mm. Um, you need to be able to do your job. Let's just start with that. And then you, you really got to – we have a business where you just push me out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I expect that from you. So if I don't see that spark, don't yeah. see that piece of energy, yeah. um, it's usually a quick conversation with me in an interview. Um, when I saw that, I, I, I couldn't define that exactly. I'm not probably yeah, yeah. defining it that well, but yeah. it's a, no, bit, it a bit like of you, a spark. seems like me. you go, yeah, yeah, they need to make an impression. Yeah. You work off gut instinct a little bit. Yeah. I mean, just piggybacking off that question – and not something we necessarily prepare for, but what would you sort of say your personal values are? You know, things like basic integrity, basic sort of um, service levels. I mean, as it parlays into business, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we do. Um, when we let people down, that disappoints me more than, you know, anyone else. Um, you know, friendship, loyalty, all those sorts of things, Um you know, I'm, I've been I've had a pretty fortunate run the last twenty years or so, and um, your cha- your personal values are quite often challenged by on, on the way. That's probably another way to put it. And um, uh, I guess what I'm picking up is you know, certainly got that passion for what you do, uh, both in terms of obviously uh, internally, obviously getting great people to go in a certain direction, but also passion for doing a good job and the right thing and taking mm. pride in what you deliver for your customers and, and that sort of care factor. I mean, obviously that integrity is super important, but obviously some of the other sort of things I pick up through that is obviously that desire to have fun. I pick up yeah. that you guys work hard and do a bloody good job and do what it takes. But you have a bit of fun as well, yeah. and I think that that's important. And you seem to reward and acknowledge 
loyalty, both from a customer point of view, but people that work with you. And people wouldn't stay 10 years plus if they didn't feel that sense of loyalty towards you, the business, the brand, um, on that side of it. So I guess there's some of the things that I see. Yeah, no, well, that you, you've done a good job of describing it. Um, but, I mean, it comes back to that thing. I enjoy people. Um, people energise me. Um, in flip side is if one, once once you lose me, you've lost me for a long time because <laughs> yeah. I just I don't get that energy piece back from you. Yeah. So yeah. I really, you know, um, we are we run a very people centric business. Jiprock, it's not about the Jiprock and the pain. It's about getting through to our customer and making sure they have a wonderful experience. We're a service industry, yeah. and um, uh, you know, really, we, we, it's construction across the board. I don't think construction does a great job at servicing their customer. Yep. And that's been around for a long time. So. No, I think you, you guys definitely get that uh, customer experience piece for sure and do a good job of it. So um, when you're not busy uh, building this uh, impressive business, mm-hmm. uh, what do you get up to in your spare time? Oh, look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look uh, we are joking earlier about um, Sean and I have done a, a couple of little boxing games over the years. Um <laughs> I do enjoy exercise. I do enjoy sport. I'll bet the last 12 months have been fairly ordinary. Look, I've got to say, by the, by the time I get to the weekends, I'm pretty keen to just do nothing. Um, yeah, yeah. And, recharge. Um, recharge. And look, have, having good food, good wine with mates, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I enjoy traveling. One of the yeah. great privileges of life is travel, and I, I tend to get away as much as I can. So yeah. get down the beach a bit. Yeah, no, fantastic. No great hobbies. And I was given a, a bit of a tip to delve into the Saturday morning ritual, which I, I understand well, you really enjoy. Well, it's well, it's a bit it, of quiet time when you're well, own. certainly at quiet time, and then that's when possibly they might get the emails they they may <laughs> may like or may not like. So, um, oh look, what's really important? The I keep saying, in, you know, as running a business, you, you're actually more out of your depth every day you go forward. And if you don't, if you're not prepared to invest some time in yourself and and reflecting on what's going on, we can all be really busy, and and I'm I'm as guilty as anyone at that. But you know, half hour here, half hour there on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday night or a Saturday night, and just really reflect on the last few weeks about what we've done well and what we haven't done well, and and get that out to everyone is is something that um, I suspect. I'm being being targeted. With, yeah, so. no, I think yeah. Well, it, it, the way um, Michael put to me is uh, Saturday mornings often when Jen's out uh, working, you've yes. got your own quiet time yes. and, you, and you buy a few papers and maybe yes. you've got the coffee yes. and you've got that peace and quiet to maybe digest what's going on in the world. But maybe that's when certain thoughts or ideas come to you as well. Oh. But it, it's just a bit of a recharge for yes. a person that's busy and likes that energy from people. I, I inferred what Michael was talking about. You just enjoy that little bit of recharge. You plug into what's going on in the world. No, you did right. I mean, I certainly by Friday nights often I'm quite tired these days, and um, and it is the energy people at peace. I mean, you you put back energy. So you know, I've got dinner with a customer tonight. I've got dinner with a customer on Thursday night. We've customer lunch on Friday. And I love it, yep. but Friday night I'll be well. Saturday morning I'll be ready to switch off and <laughs> read some rubbish about short and scomo. I suspect. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I'm sure that'll be yeah. placed in a piece. But yes. uh, so no, no, that uh, sounds like an interesting one. Um, how would the exec team describe you? I read that and I thought <laughs> I should. I was going to send an email. Hi guys, can you all give me a hint? Um, what would you suspect? Look, certainly the passionate piece. Um, they usually know what I'm thinking. Um, um, I really do try and get out of their road. Um, and then at different times, I'm sure they'll accuse me of micromanaging. I'm sure that's the case. Um, they, they get the care value from me. I mean, I, you know, they, 
they get that. They, I think they get that, you know, I'm committed to their growth and their ability to run the business better than me is really starting to come through at the moment. You know, some of the stuff that Mike, the guy's doing at the moment, I go, shot, I'll just get way out of the road. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and that's taken time, you know. I've been doing this for 23-odd years and um, arguably it's only the last few years I've really got some of those things half right, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I just sort of, as, as you talk, uh, seems to be a high level of trust. They've obviously got to earn your trust, but once they do that, then you, there's a lot of trust and empowerment for them to, to, to do their job. And you, like you say, you try and get out of their way because they're smart, capable people. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, no doubt they, they, they will pick up your passion and care for what you do for them, for your customers, for what you guys do. Yeah. I mean, we were, we're lucky enough to be at the Vern Harnish thing last week. And he, Vern talked a little bit about that, getting out of the road. Mm-hmm. And it was just really good timing for me just to reinforce that again for me. Yep. About letting smart people do their jobs. No, fantastic. Um, and why so – you talk about passion, but I understand obviously you're very passionate about living in Toowoomba. Um, <laughs> why so committed to Toowoomba? I mean, it's really interesting. Um, I, look, I, the business started in Toowoomba. I grew up in Toowoomba as a teenager. Um, it really does. I mean, I get to the top of the Toowoomba range. Usually I try and be home on Fridays yep. and it's in Toowoomba. It's very rare. And it just the temperature's cooler. It's got a nice, no humidity, yeah. and it just switches off. It's it's yeah. a country town, yeah. and it's probably part of that. If I was in Brisbane, I'd be back out somewhere on a Friday yeah, night yeah. or Saturday night. And I go at home. It's just easy. Friday night footy, Saturday night footy, whatever it is. <laughs> there's me, the telly, yeah. and the papers. So yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, I've got a place at the coast that I get to as much as I can now, and with the coast office, and that's a little bit the same. Yeah. So. Um, I've got no compelling re- – I mean, from a business perspective, I should live in Brisbane. But, yeah, Toowoomba's – it's a good town. I really like it. Yeah. No, and it seems like you've got a good sort of networking community that you're passionate oh, it's, about it's, staying it's in a, contact with as well. It's, it's a great community. I mean, you know, my old mates are there and, you know, you catch up with them and that, that that's still fun versus just being work. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, that's good. Um, a question there about the sector as such and uh, in a sector that's remained uh, la- uh, arguably largely the same for many years, um, what's your sort of take on innovation and is there anything unique that McNabb do in this regard? Yeah, look, I, I'd like to think from a software perspective, our management systems are right up there. Um, our, uh, you know, how we operate our sites, again, uh, are really well done. Innovation in construction is fraught, has been fraught with people going pear-shaped on a sure. regular basis. Um, to me, I'm going to come back to say we're a service business and our people are the piece we need to innovate about. I'm not a great technician. You know, I know how to build a building. Um, and I don't, I personally, maybe this part, you know, I personally don't get turned on by a new widget or a new way to bolt a slab to a bloody beam or whatever. Um, ultimately, to me, the most important thing we do is become you know, a leader in people training and, and people and culture, and that's how we'll innovate. Um, there are construction businesses who have got some smart technology, but the industry is so resistant, and I don't like being a negative Nelly, but it's bloody hard to change mm-hmm. literally thousands of years of we hammer nails that way type mm-hmm. stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I like that adage of, uh, you know, I was just sort of picked up, people is, is your sort of version of being a game changer and yeah. innovator. You know, if yeah. you've got smart, capable people yeah. that are putting the discretionary effort and enjoying what they do, then you'll probably get innovation yeah. or upside through that, right? And look, you know, we've got a big focus in the next couple of years around training and ups, upping our training, upping the ante on training again. 
Um, and it's a big investment, but to me, sure. it's, it's it's it just pays back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just with uh, a view to the future, what's the outlook uh, for McNabb in terms of some of the exciting projects in front of the business and, and maybe your vision? No doubt you've got a vision for the future. Yeah. Oh, look, um, certainly we operate geographically, you know, Noosa, Tweed, Toowoomba, Brisbane sits in the middle of that. It's a nice little population base. Uh, I have no vision to expand beyond that little triangle. We go out to the bush and do work for customers from time to time and we'll sneak into regional Queensland and do a little bit, but the main focus is southeast Queensland. Uh, certainly we'll continue to grow. Um, the focus at the moment is really to maximise margin from our turnover versus pure turnover growth. The reality is we live in an economy where we 5 to 10% growth a year on turnover. That's just the nature of our business. Um, but we're really w- working hard on how we create better margins for our business and better outcomes for our customers at the moment. And that's our focus over the next few years. Um, I, I'll be around for at least another five or six. So um, that, that's that's my goal in the next five or six sure, years. Sure, it's a lot longer. If you keep this trajectory going, then uh, there's some exciting things in front of you guys. So, I mean, just, uh, you know, perhaps for those individuals that aren't in that southeast Queensland mm. market, what's your sort of read or take on the market that you guys operate in and that geography base that you talked about? Look, I'm, I'll use the word bullish to to bloody bullish. Um Again, and, and it's a long, a long story in some respects because we've got a bunch of customers who we spend a lot of time working on, who we know can develop through the cycles. Um, it, it's a good, there's a good growth story at the moment around inter- intrastate migration. If you look at all the basic facts and figures, um, you know there's still another sixty or seventy thousand people a year coming to SEQ. You've got the Gold Coast, you've got the Sunshine Coast, we've got good infrastructure investment. All of those macro things are happening. Yep, there's a bit of a downturn in medium rise in Brisbane at the moment, but really it's not affected us at all because we knew it was coming. You can see jump in and jump out pretty quickly. Um, so I'm pretty bullish about it. And, you know, we've been around for a long time, so we have a position in the marketplace and we're probably getting slightly bigger sec- bigger percentage of sectors than some of our competitors, and that's just because we've been around for a long time. Yeah. Now, well, it uh, sounds like you're pretty optimistic on the future, yeah, which is are. great, and, and certainly based on some of the headcount requirements that uh, your yep. team has been talking about, that yep. would suggest that you're, yep. you're planning to grow. Well, the other piece about the headcount requirements, we always want to try and be in front of the wave. I don't like having a job and then going, oh, shite, where are the employees? And, yep. you know, we've had guys frustrated because they haven't had a job for six months, as in they've been in our business. We call it the bench. Yep. And we run them around sites. And these yep. are these are alpha personalities who want to do, do, do. <laughs> Stuff, yeah. By the time they get there, they had six months of training culture and they, they go really, really well. So I prefer that than be coming from behind. Absolutely. No, I think it's a, it's a proactive stance versus reactive. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good, good philosophy to have. Um, where can people f- go to find out a little bit more about the business? Oh, look, by all means, jump on social media, websites, etc. I mean, that gives a bit of an indication, I think, of, of who we are and what we do. Um, but, I mean, pick up the phone to people in our business. Our, our, our staff are our best salespeople. They really are. You know, a guy who you know, Dave Howes, yeah. back in the UK, yeah. how he's always been <laughs> our best ever salesman. But, Absolutely. Um, you know, social media gives a snapshot of who we are. It's mm-hmm. sort of a bit quirky mm-hmm. sometimes, but... Um, 
pick up the phone. Pick up the phone to me. I'll happily take your call. I mean, I, I get weird and wonderful phone calls from people all the time. I'll happily talk to construction about them. So. Yeah. No, no. Well, look, uh, I think yeah, you definitely do get an essence of the, the the culture and the vibe of the business online. But, um, yeah, you've always been very available. Uh, David and Michael and those guys have always said that you're very available to potential new staff that are looking to join the business to, mm. to understand a little bit more about the business, where it's going and, and all that sort of stuff. So they've always been appreciative of that. So um, appreciate taking the time. I think, you know, you've created a great business in a challenging competitive market and, you, you know, I think the results speak for themselves. So you should be very proud. And uh, part of the idea of the podcast today was to really sort of get more people to understand, you know, I guess that McNabb uh, DNA and the backstory so people can connect with that. But uh, I've certainly admired it from what I've seen. I know a lot of other people have. So I think some really good takeaways out of today. So thanks for taking the time to share all of that. Well, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.